You're listening to The Moment, an interview podcast series on life. We interview and capture conversations with creative minds, thought leaders, disruptors, and the people that are doing what they love while challenging the status quo. You can find the show notes on our website, themomenthq.com, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. But for now, let's dive into The Moment. Monica Cade here. If this is your first time listening, a big and warm welcome to The Moment. Our guest today is Australian singer-songwriter Wes Carr. If I had to name one of my favourite musical artists, Wes would definitely be one of them. Now, Wes has won many awards in the recent years, starting with a scholarship at McDonald College when he was 15. He then gained critical acclaim through Tambourine, a band he and Ben Gillies from Silverchair formed. Later, he won Australian Idol, coupling that with a platinum-selling Aria single, and he also won the Best Male Artists Award at the International Acoustic Music Awards. So he's achieved quite a lot in his career so far, and in case you haven't heard his music or been to one of his gigs, Wes has a very distinct and honest sound. I've been to a couple of his shows, and each time I'm just blown away by this booming, soulful, and electric voice that comes out of this man's body and I'm just taken aback by the power and the sound of his voice it's truly something amazing so without further ado welcome Wes and thanks for joining me this morning uh thank you Monica how are you <laughs> I'm very well thank you I'm actually really excited to talk to you today because I really love what you stand for as a musician and how you're very honest around talking about life and music and the reality of huh? the music industry and yep. I wanted to start off by asking you about your personal journey with music and how that has served you over the years. Yeah, I, uh, it changes every day, my thoughts on, on music. It's sort <laughs> of a, it's a relationship like no other, I guess. Um, I've been singing and performing, entertaining, and, you know, since I was, since I can remember, since I was my son's age, three years old. That's really, I guess the first uh, thing that inspired me to communicate in a different way than anyone around me and growing up in the northern parts of Adelaide in the country there was no no one else singing Michael Jackson songs and <laughs> and I, I, well, I don't I don't think anyway and then uh, and then um, yeah as I get older I sort of you know started writing songs and playing guitar and piano and and uh, just music is me really it's kind of made me who I am I guess I, I learned a lot of about life through expression of music and through the communication of music it taught me a lot about myself but I guess that came later when I started getting a little bit reading a little bit more of the spiritual books and you know getting into sort of you know the Maharishis and the Yoganandas and the where I started reading a lot about spirituality and it all sort of made sense you know in my my, the passion and my craft in music and the love for it that I had such a deeper understanding it's more about the understand trying to understand life I guess more so than just writing a few songs and I guess that's kind of what I've been doing all my life without even knowing it and I guess that's why it's sort of all of that 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 sort of the, the speak on spiritual and and living in the moment and being in the now and everything I guess that's what I was doing by default by picking up a guitar over time you've had a lot of time to reflect and you know learn about yourself so I guess you've been able to really become more aware of where the music is coming from but in the beginning what attitude did you have towards your music was it about becoming a famous musician and and was that a big part of it or was that not so important to you 
I think the lure of fame, you know, it can quickly turn into love me, love me, love me, you know. Mm. Like, you know, when you're getting attention for something that's sort of a little bit abnormal or a bit of left of centre and everybody sort of says, oh, you're really good at that or something, you know, it does start to sort of play on your ego. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you'd be lying if it doesn't. Like musicians, my favourite musicians sort of say that it's it was born out of getting girls at school and, you know, mm. and, uh, you know, trying to impress the ladies. It, for me, it wasn't really like that. It was more about trying to ex- express everything that was going on inside my head. When I hit about 12, 13, I sort of turned my my craft into, well, nobody loves me anyway, you know, mm. and then it became this sort of martyrdom where I would die for my music and I would su- I want to suffer for my art just like, <laughs> like, just like Van Gogh or Kurt Cobain or somebody, you know, that I admired did you know i want to i want to be living in uh, out of home living in the gutter to to really understand what life's about you know mm-hmm. I, I and i think the lure of you know and let's talk star wars we um uh, metaphors for the moment but the lure of the dark <laughs> side really came into play and um you know it, it kind of was like it's almost like the story of anakin without even with without, without going to the evil side but you know it's sort of like you know you uh, i kind of grew up in a you know tumultuous sort of family i guess you know mum and dad weren't r- the right fit by the time i came around and you know those sorts of things they sort of um they happen and you know and you uh, and then you end up kind of thinking it's all about you and yeah. you become this sort of self-obsessed almost like pr- imprisoned by your own bullshit you know mm-hmm. and um and i think that's kind of really what an artist does to it, um, themselves you know they they look for evidence and they gather up the evidence because it's useful for their art. Mm-hmm. But you, they don't understand what it's really doing to them uh, and everywhere else in their life, you know. They sabotage, they go through, they sabotage everything. They 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 believe they're not worthy of anything anymore and that's pretty much my life. <laughs> like that's <laughs> pretty much what, you know, um, when I started playing music, when I started writing music, I guess, that's really what I was writing about. I was writing about, you know, somebody save me, somebody get me out of this hell. But mm. I didn't realise it was all myself. Yeah. Um, and that's the problem with the whole world, I think. You know, everybody's sort of locked in their own bullshit in their own prisons and that because somewhere along the line they didn't feel worthy enough for what they're doing, you know. And um, so, you know, I try every day now to recorrect that and and um it's almost like starting all over again when you when you suddenly realize that it feels like you know then that's sort of uh that's your clean slate right there mm-hmm. you know yeah but um but for me i uh yeah it takes me a lot of time every day every week to to keep practicing that because i've so readily trained my mind uh that you have to you know be depressed and be on the mm. on the on the edge of something yeah. whatever that is to create, you know, and that's just an illusion. You, you, you're a lot better uh, not creating um, when you're like that. Go off and try to get yourself right, so then you can create and 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 then write about those mm. experiences, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, at what point did you get that awareness to make the shift and realize that that's what you had been doing, and go down the direction of maybe not creating in those moments and only. Um, and starting to create from a different space rather than that dark, you know, depressed or anxious space? Uh, I think, uh, you know, pretty, it was pretty fairly recently, you know, maybe the last three years or so, mm-hmm. you know, um, 
you know, I still uh, I, I write about you know the um, I don't know the love and loss and heartache and things, but I, I guess I'm saying that um, you'd need to be in the right headspace to be able to approach those sorts of things, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of um, you know your 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 craft. You know, I, I don't know whether I, I'm still at the wrestle point of like whether it does does it define you? Does it not? I don't know. Like mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who's who am I to say your craft doesn't define you? I mean, it's just I guess for me, I I wrestle with that that idea every day. Is like I used to say, uh, you know, I am I am my music. I am my um, expression. That is who I really truly am. And yeah, you are that. But don't let it wrestle you to the ground so you're completely strangled by it. I guess that's what I'm sort of saying. Is like. There's um there's the egoic route and then there's the, the the route that you can just let it flow and let it happen you know and um, let it all flow out from a, a, a more of a creative space then you know you you know this is what I I'm going to show them mm. they're going to love me for this you know all of that that's not the right intention for any kind of artist I guess but I think we fall down that trap pretty quickly once we start getting attention yeah. and, uh, and and I'm not talking about fame I'm talking about just attention from you know your loved ones you know yeah. recognition yeah you know I've been observing myself and my different creative outlets as well and how expressing what you feel is one thing and but then identifying with it you know because we have so many ways that we can express ourselves so I really like what you're saying like allowing yourself to express yourself whether it is through music or whether it's through acting or surfing anything anything, like being a parent but don't let that expression define who you are as a person and limit you to being more than just that yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you said being a parent. Being a parent's like nothing else. The other day, I'm sidestepping here, but the other day I saw uh, my little three-year-old Willow. He, um, I don't know, he was crying and he and he had something in his eye, like he, you know, it was all went all red. I don't know what it was. And he looked at me and um, he said, "Daddy, there's something in your eye, something in my eye." And I just looked at him. I just it something came over me, like I was like looking at his eye, but I was staring right into his eyes really yeah. closely and looking for something, and it was nothing in his eye. He was, you know, being a hypochondriac. But uh, <laughs> but I, but I was I was like, you know, it's okay, little man, you know. And I was staring into his eyes, and like I remember thinking, I've got to take a, a snapshot of this moment. Mm-hmm. I've just got to take this moment right now for years to come. And I and I saw him as a twenty-one-year-old, and I saw him as a thirty-year-old, and I saw him at my age. 33 and I, I saw I saw I, it was weird it was like I saw all of the different timelines of, of his life just in that moment mm-hmm. that just that sort of flashed over me and I just thought I've got to take a snapshot of him being three now because really being a parent you learn to live in the moment a lot a lot because you have to sort of think quickly on your feet and all that sort of stuff but but they just teach you so much about yourself and it's like a crash course it's like a detox of your own of your other life you know mm-hmm. when they're born you go through this kind of almost pining for your old life in a way because, like, your old life is gone, like that that kind of life of, like, going out till four in the morning and, you know, <laughs> like, you know and who, who cares about that when you, when you have a baby? But what I'm saying is, like, that stuff is sort of it leaves quickly and you go into this other mentality and, and it's this sort of, uh, uh, it's like a real sort of chaotic kind of time but it's the best time in the world. You know, in three years, I think I've learned so much more about anything having him than than I would have in 30 years, you know. It's mm-hmm. just, it's such a different world. Yeah, being a parent's like some other thing, I don't know. It just freaks me out sometimes. It makes me the most happy person on the earth. But yeah, it's, a, it's an amazing thing. It's an incredible thing. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah um, Will is such a cute kid. Like I've seen photos of him on your yeah. Instagram and everything. And I, I heard him participate in the um, song on the People of Peace record. Ah, yes, yes, he, yes. I loved his involvement in that. And I loved yeah. listening to it because it just showed me how kids will just go with their feeling, you know, and when the song was over, the song was over and that was it, you know, there was nothing more to be said. And I thought that was very cute. Yeah, that's right. I guess there's so many kids that you encounter, you know, going on tour and and probably especially through social media as well and Mm. they want to pursue maybe the path that you've been on or whatever. What kind of advice do you offer out to them? Yeah, I'm doing this coaching um, yeah. course at the moment called Spirit Songs yes. and it's a 90-minute one-on-one Skype session that I do with, with anyone who wants to sign up to it. It's on my website, wescar.com.au. And um, I just – what I tell them in there in the sessions that I'm doing, and it's been awesome because I've just – a full range of people from, you know, my age to 20 to early 20s to, to 50-year-olds like – there's all these different uh, stories and, and people's lives. and mm-hmm. and But the one common thing is that they feel like they're not worthy of it, you know, yeah, and it's just heart, it's heartbreaking because, like, they've sat down and they've, they've, they've thought about, okay, I'm going to create something, but they've, they've, before they can even do that, they have to fight their own uh, mental battles, you know, about how – they just don't feel worthy enough to be able to even create anything, and and it's like, well, man, you were born, weren't you? Like, you know, you like yeah. you, your your body runs pretty well. Like, you, you look healthy. Most of us are uh, healthy, and most of us are, are strong in the minds, and we're all here. And be grateful for the fact that you can that you want to even create, or or you have a desire to do that. Because some people don't, you know. So I think we like to confuse, and we like to tend to sort of confuse our craft with martyrdom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm speaking from experience. You know, this is everything that I've done. I think is to I, I I now have to reverse it and there's a beautiful book on this called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert it's 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 everything I've really truly been sort of saying you know the last few years is that you know she describes the whole martyrdom thing as you know you, you either be the martyr or you be the trickster right. and if you can if you can be the trickster it's a lot it's a lot more playful it's a lot more fun you're having fun with creating even if you're writing a song about the darkest of days, you still have to find the light to be able to then approach it from yourself. I remember, you know, writing some songs that really truly has touched people's hearts and souls over over the years, you know, and um, the first ever song that I really remember writing that I wrote in like five, five minutes or something, it just all fell out, like watching this young family in Liverpool and it was called White Rabbit Day. That song was the first song I remember thinking, this song is going to change people's lives. You know, when I thought, when I wrote it, I just had this sort of deep Feeling. knowingness about yeah. it, you know. And because it was so honest and it just came out of somewhere, the darkest of dark days, but I found the light to then produce the song. Mm-hmm. You know? and, and I think that's the trick is that you've got to trick yourself almost to remove yourself from what's troubling you or what's on your mind, remove yourself, write it down on a piece of paper and get it out and then uh, and then come back to it or, or 
or speak of it in the third person. Don't try to own that, you know. Mm, yeah. Just just let it come out and then and then create around that, you know. And I think that all of these sorts of little techniques is sort of like what I talk about it in my one-on-one coaching course Spirit Songs is like I I it's all about just sort of ways to sort of go about tricking yourself or challenging yourself, you know, through your intention in and creating uh that instead of um Instead of sitting around going, oh, I'm not worthy of it, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to give up and then get frustrated and because it's still in there. You know, ideas are still in there. They still want to be created. They're a whole different consciousness altogether, I guess, you know, and they, they, want, to, they, want, to, they want to be born. Of so course, you, it's yeah. Your job to, it's your job to, to birth them, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, this morning I, I woke up and I was even thinking for some reason the concept of ideas was coming to me and I was noticing it how, you know, some people have these big ideas and they just really go for it where other, other people may hear people's ideas and go, oh, that will never work and you can't do that and so on and it mm-hmm. made me just really think about how if that feeling and that idea is moving through you it's coming to you for a reason like there's a purpose there behind it everyone has ideas all the time but not everyone acts on them and you know if it's come to you it's come to you for a reason so for the people that are listening you know if you do get ideas and you do feel not worthy enough and things like that I guess knowing if you've got that idea that's for you absolutely yeah exactly that's yours and yours to flush out and yours to work on you know and be be grateful that that an idea has come knocking on your door you know even if it's a really bad one still do it still flush it out because it's leaving your door wide open for more and more ideas you know because um if you're going to get one bad idea there's another good idea around the corner you know it's like exactly keep practicing it's all about giving yourself the time and and giving yourself the freedom to to create what you want and be who you want and say to the world and leave the, your own stamp on the world and your own legacy, you know, and mm. that's what it's truly about on a on a broader perspective. And through spirit songs, have you found the people that are coming through that do maybe feel not worthy or not good enough and all these different things? Are you finding that after your sessions with them, there's a turnaround? Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Like we leave with a song, we leave with um, we leave with. Uh, a whole game plan for themselves to to uh, to take it to the next level. You know, they're they're, they're all at different stages, mm. um, but I think you know uh, it's all about honing your craft and honing your skills. And the reason why I set it up was because there's so much elitism in the music industry or any industry that we we have these days. And you know, there's a lot of people that won't even get through the doors because of that elitism. So this is sort of a, a, a space for people to come and create whatever they want without any judgment or any kind of, you know, elitism or anything like that. It's just about music and it's about your heart and soul and, and it's about what you want to create and who you, and finding yourself through expression whatever that is you know so that's really my main goal is just to help people unlock their their greater potential and uh, whatever they want to do with it afterwards it's um it's purely up to them but you know i'm here to sort of guide and and mentor mentor you if if you know if you need if you need that extra clout or or clarity you know and uh, it's always good to shoot any idea off somebody else as well you, you do need a little bit of validation <laughs> yeah. in life you know whatever you are whatever you do i mean yeah sometimes that that 
little word of encouragement or even like having that session with you might be just the very thing that gets them on the road to where, where they really want to go, which is really, really cool. That's right. Cause it can be a very lonely place doing, you know, creating on your own. Mm. Uh, it can be very lonely and isolated. So, you know, it's nice. <laughs> well done. Congrats no. for it. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks so much. So I've got a couple of signature questions that I'm going to finish off our interview with. Yeah. The first one is what moves you? Seeing my, seeing my son's happiness is the ultimate when he's happy and he's inspired and he's running around and he's just being three. I'll, I'll answer that from a different perspective as well. And I think what moves me is just a great idea, I guess, like a great thing where I, you know, I'll get goosebumps. Uh, just a good conversation sometimes can really move me. Mm-hmm. Great food. <laughs> oh, really yeah. yeah meditation once you sort of start unlocking yourself and daring to be brave and daring to fight your own demons you sort of start peeling away some of those layers and you know you stuff up a lot a lot of it a lot of the time too and of course all those mistakes can move you as well you know because they shape who you are so <laughs> yeah it's beautiful i like yeah. that and what do you feel is your greatest asset uh honesty it's always rem- easier to remember yeah. I was a big liar as a kid, you know. I'd lie oh, really? a lot. I convinced, like, all my friends at school that I was Michael Jackson's guitarist. <laughs> I, oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I was, and I'd stay, I'd pretend I was sick for three days because I was on tour. Oh, it's so You know, good. just like, I can't wait till my little man starts because he, he's already got some perlers going on. So it's oh, like, yeah, like every, I, I find everyone has a certain amount of stuff they like to hide about themselves and... Mm. The deeper you go, the more honest you are. And what scares you? Uh, the dark, the darkness, the days of the dark, the, mm-hmm. the demons that oh, I don't like to call them demons, but I can't really find another word mm-hmm. that you know like to pop their head up and say hello. I have to really be pra- mindful and practice my, you know, my meditation and eat cleanly and mm. yeah, just being well, just trying to keep keep pushing towards the the wellness of of yourself and you know remembering that you know all of that doesn't exist it's just a fabrication and, and another extension of yourself and absolutely sometimes those moments can be so heavy and and challenging yeah. that you know what needs to change and you know yeah. that you you need to be more positive or yeah. you know embrace it but sometimes embracing that is so hard so going moment to moment is really all you can do and I guess yeah. trusting that you do come out and what's the greatest piece of advice that you've been given look I really like the phrase follow your bliss I've had a lot of it I tend try to try not to to listen to a lot of it either now because you know you can you can listen to advice uh, and it's, but it's just coming from them, of you course. know, and, and so I believe that like you, you already know, mm, you know, like your, your intuition is king for everyone. And we all know, we just got to keep looking and digging within ourselves to, to get that out. Yeah. I think there comes a point as we get older where you kind of become your own guide and you find the answer for yourself because ultimately, like you said before, any advice that's given from someone else comes through their filter from their experiences, their perspective on things. And it's all good and well to listen to that and take it on board if it resonates. But ultimately, like, only you know what's right for you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. All right, Wes, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a really fun chat and um, it was great no to talk to you. No worries. Thank you. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks, Monica.